Hello, everyone, and welcome to another season of the Fantasy Concierge Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Chapin. Let's jump right in by hitting on season-long advice at each position, then I'll touch on some week one plays. At quarterback, for those who haven't drafted yet, having an elite top-tier QB1 seems to be the new cheat code. For last season, if you had Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you were probably in pretty good shape in terms of your overall team success. So I think it's worth spending an early pick to get that elite production at the position. Hurts we have as a top guy. He's our number nine overall player. Josh Allen slightly behind him in the second round. And Lamar Jackson a couple of spots behind him also in the second round. For Hurts, he's helped by the quarterback sneak uh, push rule not being outlawed. So he should again be a threat for 10 plus rushing scores. And I have no doubts that Hurts is a great passer for those still skeptical about him. So ideally you'll get him in the second or third round. It'd be really great to get him in the third. That seems to be where he often goes. But if you're at the back half of a 10 or 12 team league, then I don't think it's too early to take him first or second round. And Patrick Mahomes also should be grouped in with Hertz, Allen, and Jackson. I have him slightly behind just because the rushing upside isn't the same as it is for the other three. But as long as he has Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, Mahomes is a threat for 30 to 40 fantasy points in any given week. The top candidates behind those four with overall QB1 potential are Justin Fields, if he can make strides as a passer, or Justin Herbert, who will be in a more aggressive downfield passing attack under Kellen Moore. But in general, I think it's worth spending what it takes to get one of the top four guys. At running back, perhaps the biggest wild card of the year, although he has competition now with Cooper Cup, but Jonathan Taylor, we have him as our 33rd overall player, so a late third round pick. Even that feels very risky. The downside is, of course, him sitting out basically the entire season. He seems dug in and might claim that he's unhealthy based on the ankle injury from last year. But the upside is he's arguably the best running back in the NFL, and he'd be a potential league winner by getting traded to a team like the Eagles or Chiefs. And it also helps that because he's injured and not suspended, like Alvin Kamara, for example, you'll be able to stash him on IR. And the same goes for Cooper Cup, if you're willing to take the risk on either of them. At wide receiver, I would be targeting Jahan Dotson and George Pickens in the early middle rounds. I saw an analyst last week from a popular site say they wouldn't consider Pickens until the eighth round. I think that's crazy. He's a star talent. Had a great summer, made plays down the stretch as a rookie, and I'd take him as early as the fourth or fifth round. The same is true for Dotson. We have him ranked as our 46th overall player. Ideally, you'd get both guys a little bit later than that, but Dotson is another second-year wideout with tremendous talent. In Dynasty Leagues, we have him as, a, I think, wide receiver 12 or 13, basically a low-end wide receiver 1. And that's been the case all off season. So it's not reacting or overreacting to some big plays in the preseason. Dotson should benefit from Terry McLaurin drawing coverage from opponents, resulting in single coverage for Dotson. And he showed last season, I think seven touchdowns in 10 games or whatever it was, that he knows how to get open in the red zone. And he can also do damage with the ball in his hands after the catch. And a couple of other guys I'd be targeting, Mike Williams, a bit earlier. Health is always the concern with him, but he's a monster whenever on the field. 
and the more aggressive passing attack for the Chargers can make him a weekly wide receiver one. And then later, then Pickens and Dotson would be Romeo Dobbs. I know a lot of analytics people are down on him for whatever reason. I guess his efficiency wasn't good enough last year, something like that. But he played through a high ankle sprain. Now he has a concussion, is questionable for week one. But I love his talent and think he has the potential for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. And finally, for draft rankings at tight end, the main target for us is Darren Waller as our number 44 overall player in half PPR leagues and our number 42 overall player in full PPR leagues. If he stays healthy, he's going to put up huge numbers as the de facto number one wideout for the Giants. Brian Dayball will know how to scheme him open, and the throws that Daniel Jones has the most success with, as we saw with Isaiah Hodgins last year, is a route tree that Waller seems to thrive in. So I'd recommend taking him as early as the fourth round to lock up elite production at tight end. Now for quick thoughts on week one rankings. I really like Derek Carr versus Tennessee this week in his Saints debut. I could see the entire offense for New Orleans having a big day at home. Tennessee should play heavy man coverage. And Michael Thomas, hopefully healthy. Chris Olave, ready for a breakout year. Juwan Johnson, a tight end. No Camara, but that might lead to more emphasis on the passing game. So I like Carr as a top 10 option at home. And also a top 10 option, Geno Smith versus the Rams. LA should be a pass defense to target all season with an unproven group of players in the secondary. DK Metcalf has often played well versus the Rams, so he's our number five wide receiver for week one. And no Jackson Smith and Jigba in the lineup for Seattle, but Smith still has plenty of firepower with Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So the question might be if the Rams without Cooper Cup are able to keep up to have Seattle keep their foot on the gas. At running back, a couple of guys I love on Thursday night. Jameer Gibbs was our number nine overall prospect coming out of Alabama. He's a game breaker both as a runner and receiver. And based on the Chiefs' struggles, defending running backs, them not having Chris Jones, and the possibility of a shootout, we have Gibbs as a high-end RB1 this week, top five play. The role is sort of a mystery right now for Gibbs but he should be featured in a variety of ways, and he's someone with home run potential on every touch. And Gibbs having a big game shouldn't prevent David Montgomery from also being an excellent play. He should be a high on Darby 2, with Ben Johnson and Detroit looking to establish a run behind one of the game's best offensive lines. And deeper in the rankings, Jared McKinnon should have a good chance to pick up where he left off last regular season. If Detroit defends Kansas City the way I expect them to, which is heavy shell coverage and making Patrick Mahomes throw the ball underneath. It'll be interesting to see who draws the start for the Chiefs in the backfield, but McKinnon showed great chemistry with Mahomes down the stretch last year, so he's at least a solid flex play this week. And staying on Thursday night with the wide receivers, both for this week and if you haven't drafted yet, Kadarius Tony shouldn't go overlooked despite a summer knee injury. He's been declared good to go for this week and probably has the most upside for this season for the Kansas City wideouts. He's shown game-breaking potential and the team not using him as a punt returner, saying maybe he'll be an option there later in the season, shows they have a big role expected for him on offense. 
And if Detroit plays that shell coverage that I expect, then Tony should get a chance to do damage underneath. But if he ends up being used in a part-time role in week one, then this is a matchup that would profile nicely for Sky Moore for the same reasons. I'm generally not as high on Moore as other wide receivers for Kansas City, but I like him more than usual this week because of the matchup. Another game to hit on, Cardinals-Commanders for the wideouts. I already mentioned Dotson, so I won't go into him, but he'll be my start of the week in the weekly start-sit column. Instead, for the Arizona offense, I would watch out for a double move by Marquise Brown or Rondell Moore on rookie cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. Forbes is a playmaking cornerback that might look to get his hands on the ball, so Arizona would be wise to hit him with a double move. So Brown in particular could be a top 30 option in the opener, despite questions at quarterback, with the Cardinals keeping their starter under wraps. And veteran options on new teams that I like this week are Odell Beckham Jr. versus Houston, Adam Thielen versus Atlanta. She'll get plenty of work in the slot. And Brandon Cooks against the Giants on Sunday night. Finally, at tight end, David Njoku should be a borderline top five option versus a Cincinnati defense he typically performs well against. Last year, he had seven receptions for 59 yards and a score in the lone matchup against them. So Njoku should be locked into lineups. And I'm not sure about this week. Tough matchup versus the Jets. But I want to make sure to mention Dalton Kincaid, both from a redraft and dynasty perspective. He was our number three overall prospect in the 2023 NFL Draft. Someone we compared to Travis Kelsey. I think the rest of the league will quickly realize they made a mistake in letting him get to Buffalo and Josh Allen. So he's at least a top shelf tight end one option in dynasty leagues with a chance to put up tight end one numbers in redraft leagues as well, especially because he'll be used almost as a wide receiver with snaps in the slot and out wide rather than a more difficult transition as a traditional inline tight end. So that will conclude this episode. Again, you can find our full rankings on wolfsports.com. As always, thank you for listening and best of luck this season.